This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Lisa Swiftney. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 24 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today, we have Good Neighbor Yolanda Udell with Meadowbrook Center for Learning Differences. Hi, Yolanda. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you. So let's start off by having you tell us about Meadowbrook Center for Learning Differences. So Meadowbrook Center for Learning Differences is, um, it's a special little place. And I I always tell people when they come here, uh, it's not a big place. Uh, It's a small place where big things happen and, and lots of magic. And I say that because when students come here, I don't care if they're in second grade or 10th grade, very often the kids are not feeling good about themselves. Even the little ones kind of sense that there's something different about them and, and how they learn, or they're just not getting it. Um, and it doesn't have to be a child who's got learning challenges. It could just be a kid who's struggling with math or, or reading or whatever it is. And um, what's great about it is the, 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 the tutors that we have, for the most part, are former educators or current educators. And they have such a level of compassion for these kids so that when they come here and they're broken, they're feeling terrible, um, the, the tutors are so in tune to the kids and they're all about really making them feel good about themselves and uh, highlighting their strengths, not just saying, you know, looking at where they're weak, but really highlighting their strengths and filling them with confidence because that's part of what some of them are really lacking, why they don't like math or why they don't like reading, because they're not comfortable with that. Um, and so it's not just um, a tutor. That's why we're very careful. You can't just hire anyone uh, for this position. Uh, it, it has to be someone who truly understands kids and how they learn. Oh, that's great. Tell our listeners about your journey. How did you get into this business? Well, I'm I'm a teacher by 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 um, by trade. I, that's what I did for 11 years out east. Um, I had the opportunity to teach all kinds of kids. I, I taught in East Harlem for five years. Then I also taught um, all of my experiences back east, which is where I'm originally from, and um, and then I taught at a um, a magnet school for several years. And the difference between them was, you know, in East Harlem, my students, probably in the 10th percentile of reading and math, if I was lucky, they were on the 50th. I wasn't always that lucky. Um, And it was, I loved it. It was absolutely a a wonderful experience. I loved going to work every morning. Um, After five years, I had the opportunity to teach at a magnet school and very different types of learners. There I had kids who were in the 70th, 80th percentile of reading and math. um, And it was just a different type of of teaching. And um, while I love both, it really gave me the opportunity to see um, just just the the journey that kids take um, when they have certain resources available to them. And so I was, um, when we moved out here, my husband had gotten involved with the organization as a, as a board member. And um, I, you know, you kind of get sucked in, <laughs> I guess. 
And uh, I started volunteering for the organization and eventually the uh, director wanted to retire and I, I stepped in to um, basically take over. And it was, it was a big challenge because we had to move from one location to another. So never running a business, here I'm in the throes of it, moving it, um, getting it relocated, getting it started, getting it going and getting it moving. So it was uh, it was definitely an interesting um, segue into how I, I got involved. That is um, a very interesting segue. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about any myths or misconceptions that you hear about in your industry? Um, well, right now, I think people, and when I say people, I mean parents and, um, and educators and everyone else, people with the, our politicians on the state, on the federal level, all these people are coming to the realization that um, the such, such shutdowns really, really impacted children. And I think maybe, I don't know if people were in denial for a while, but we're really, really seeing how much that impacted children. And what people are not realizing is that that one-on-one -on -one instruction is so valuable. Uh, and not all tutoring is the same. You, you can't say that uh, when you have kids in a group, it's going to be the same as that one-on-one -on -one that we give them because it's so individualized. Um, and also just the fact that attending tutoring doesn't mean that, you know, you are not, you're not smart or anything like that. And I think sometimes kids get this, you know, unfortunate, um, uncomfortable, well, I don't want to have to see a tutor, especially kids that are so used to um, being, achieving so much. When you have your kids that are your, um, they get their, those easy A's for them, um, and we've had kids that need help with AP classes. We've had students that maybe need help with an essay for college, um, as well as kids that need the, the repetition and, and the remediation. So we, we've all kinds of learners. So the myth that, you know, tutors are only for kids who are struggling is simply not, not the case. That's good. Thank you very much for explaining that to us. So when you're not working um, in the center, what do you like to do with fun or for fun? You know, I, I like to, <clears throat> a lot of times, um, I, I like to just take my daughters, one or both of them, and just jump in the car and, and just go to one of the nearby towns or go into town and go to the farmer's market or, or just take a drive and, and check out some other little town and, and just walk around and, and give them those experiences. Otherwise, uh, I'm usually just home in the backyard, gardening, um, just kind of relaxing. You know? That's good. Can you describe um, one hardship or life challenge that you rose above and can now say because of that challenge that you're better for it? I think, oh my gosh, because, you know, at, at our age, there's so many. <laughs> where do you start? Um, but if I were to look at just the business itself, for example, when I took over the organization, there was no salary in place for my position. And so the challenge was, how do I create a salary um, without um, cutting into anything that had to do with the pay of my tutors? Because that, that was set in stone. That was not going to happen. 
Um, so never running a business before, I needed to uh, jump in feet first and just learn how to spend money differently and, and maybe a little smarter. And that allowed me to little by little carve out some of the the funds needed for my salary. And 2020 was a big uh, a challenge when we had to shut down. I then had to hit the ground running and figure out how I was going to keep the, be- the business afloat. And thanks to um, our Rochester Chamber, who was fantastic in providing small businesses all kinds of resources and individuals to help us uh, navigate through um, the fallout of it all. And you know, people don't realize that 40% of nonprofits actually closed as a result of the 2020 shutdowns. So I, I'm very, very happy that we were able to rise above that and, um, and not, and, and be able to provide the services that uh, our, our students really depend on in the community. That is amazing. I did not hear about um, all of the close. I mean, I heard about some of the closures due to the pandemic. But I guess I didn't realize what the number was. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, for us, I think also the fact that um, parents really uh, wanted to bring their their children in. So the minute we had an opportunity to open, we were able to open. And and the teachers, they're just so committed. I'm so blessed that the center is so blessed to have such amazing, committed individuals um, they're so professional. They're so compassionate and caring about their kid, the kids that uh, they were just happy to be here and happy to be able to help the kids uh, through all of the struggle that they went through because it, it was hard on the kids as well. Oh, yes, it was. What is one thing that you wish our listeners knew about your business? Um, I guess... Um, Really, the 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 fact that a we we are five hundred one c three, and um, even though we do get the bulk of our revenue from uh, our um, parents who who do pay, but also we do depend on fundraising and we do depend on um, donations in order to to do some of the things that we do because we offer scholarships to underprivileged families in the community. And uh, as wealthy as Rochester and Rochester Hills is, um, as wealthy as those communities are, the truth of the matter is there are plenty of people within the community that just simply cannot afford it. And we do try to keep our costs down. um, But the reality is that like everybody else, we have overhead to pay. We have utilities to pay and materials that we have to purchase and things like that. So um, being a nonprofit, um, I think is something that uh, we do depend on 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 the charity of, of others. And we service families, not just in Rochester, Rochester Hills. We get families from Clarkston, uh, Lake Orion, Oxford, Clawson, Pontiac, from all over. And um, I'm always, you know, our policy is we try not to turn anyone away for any reason, especially um, the inability to pay. I will find a way to help those families be able to afford the services that their kids desperately need. That is a good, um, um, a good tidbit for our listeners today. So if our listeners want to utilize your services or make a donation, how can they get in touch with you? 
they can uh, go through our website. There is a, um, a way that they can donate right through our website. Uh, they can also contact us via Facebook, certainly. And, um, or they can just pick up the phone and give us a call. Um, my, the calls are always uh, directed right to my phone. I'm not always in the office, but I do always uh, answer the phone, even if I'm not here, because it, it just goes straight to my cell phone. That's great. Do you want to give your website to our listeners? Absolutely. Our website is meadowbrookcenter.org. Okay, great. And what is the phone number for the center? It's 248-656-3806. And our email is mcld, as in Meadowbrook Center for Learning Differences, uh, 411 at sbcglobal.net. Uh, and, you know, one, one other thing I want to point out, sometimes people uh, think when they hear the name Middlebrook Center for Learning Differences, they think it's only for children who have challenges. And while, yes, we do have a, a, a portion of our population who has ADHD, ASD, they have uh, Down syndrome, we have quite a number of kids who, just like I said earlier, need help with those AP classes. So we run the gamut on, on the entire spectrum of, of learners. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time today, Yolanda. I appreciate you being a guest on our Good Neighbor podcast. Absolutely. This has been uh, a pleasure and uh, really enjoy uh, being a part of it and, and uh, getting more people in the community to know who we are. We've been here for over 30 years and uh, just being able to give back any way that we can. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Rochester. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnprochester.com. That's gnprochester.com or call 248-988-9640. 